Coming to you live from our respective apartments, it's the Survivor Know-It-Alls. And now, here are the two guys who never play like a man and often will play like a bitch. Uh, Rob Cicero and Stephen Fishback. Was that, was that presumptive of me to say that of you, Stephen? No. I mean, I wish I could often play like a bitch rather than just the one, the one time. Um, how, how are you, Rob? You're looking, I'm gr- you're looking healthy. Oh, thank you, thank you Stephen. You, you as well. Stephen, is it presumptive of me to also say that you're in an apartment? Is it a condo? Uh, do you own? Yeah, it's an apartment. It's not, you know, I live in an apartment. Bill. I like your um, your screen or beefcakes behind you. It's just all ripped dudes. Oh, okay. There's there's Angie. There we go. There we yeah. go. That's, yeah. These are all these are all people that are on Survivor Philippines. Am I getting? Am I echoing? Everyone is telling me I'm winning. No, I, I think you're good. I think you're nice. Very, very well. Very good. Uh, you, you may want to pad the walls a little bit. That helps it with an echo in a soundproof room. But Stephen, yeah. here we are. It's episode number five of Survivor Philippines. Is in the book. It's a big week of Survivor podcasting. Stephen, we're going to talk about everything that happened. It's such a big week. We had not one but two people eliminated from the show this evening. As we saw, Dana. Is it D- Dana? Is that her name? Yeah, Dana. Dana? Dana, who, who I think has the same haircut as me. Uh, Dana, she's gone. And then so is, uh, it was between Katie Dawson, Katie Dawson, Katie Dawson. Dawson tries to put her foot in her mouth about Jeff Kent, and it's Dawson. What is the double D eviction? Oh, Dana and Dawson. I thought that was like a, <laughs> a boob joke. No, no boob joke. No. no boob jokes yet on this show, Stephen. But the show is young. It is Survivor Know-It-Alls. Yeah, Sester Nino and Fishback back together. Here we are, uh, 15 minutes after the show ends on a Wednesday night. We got a lot of people spree casting with us live. Got a hot tip on the spree cast this week. After last week, where we had some technical difficulties, it was Stephen, the co pilot of the show, I went down. Stephen took controls of the podcast, landed the podcast successfully, booted Cochran out, opened. Yeah, opened the cockpit door, kicked Cochran out mid-flight, took took the helm. Uh, but I've been told that your spree casting experience will be better. Uh, not if you if you don't use Google Chrome. How about that? Which is usually my preferred uh, browser of choice. But I've been told uh, Firefox and Safari better for your spree casting experience than Chrome. Well, I am now on Firefox. Which okay. I was on Chrome, so we'll see. We'll see how it works. And I'm on Safari. All right, so uh, Stephen and I are going to go through the episode, and then at the end of this this uh, half hour or so, Stephen and I will debate uh, about some issues from Survivor and from tonight's episode. So if you have a debate question that you want to put into the queue, go ahead and submit your question, or any question. It doesn't have to be a debate question, but we'll, uh, we'll pick out the best debate questions at the end of the show. That button is right underneath Stephen. Uh, if you, uh, down that, down that way, underneath, uh, yeah, right underneath there, submit your questions. And so, Stephen, let's, let's go. Uh, where do you want, you want to start with Daner? You want to start with, uh, the eviction? You want to start with Malcolm and Denise? Where do you want to start off? I think it starts, you know, we begin, let's begin at the beginning. And the beginning is Malcolm and Denise alone on a beach looking for an immunity idol. And I want to say, I think that Malcolm, out of the gate, very strong move. If you saw what he did with that idol, Denise had the basket in her hands, and Malcolm had the machete. And he didn't say, hey, Denise, I think that idol might have a basket. He said, why don't you give me that? 
because Malcolm knew that as soon as he took possession of the idol, that idol was his. So like as much as they're a team, I thought it was very smart of Malcolm to make sure that he got the idol out of that situation rather than sharing it with Denise. Because you know how much like an idol is shared, zero amount. Yeah, that possession is uh, ten-tenths of the law when it comes down to the hidden immunity idol. And we've seen, you know, it's when a push comes to shove, yeah, we found the idol, we did this, we did that. Only one person gets to use the idol. Uh, I mean, go back to Dr. Jill back in Survivor Nicaragua, who she found the idol with Marty, but when push came to shove, she got voted out, and Marty still kept the idol. You know what I mean? Definitely, and I thought, just you know, I felt like if Denise were in the flip situation, she might say to Malcolm, hey, Malcolm, maybe it's on the basket, but Malcolm was like, give me the basket, so, you know... Some some smart game playing from Malcolm right out of the gate. Yeah, very good stuff. And yeah, he gets to keep it. And Denise is like, yeah, we have the idol for about five minutes. And then all of a sudden they split them up, send, send them to other tribes. And that is it for the Matt Singh tribe. So, so much, so long. Farewell, Matt Singh tribe. We barely knew you. Four tribal councils in a row. And perhaps one of the worst tribes in Survivor history. It, it, well, it's probably the worst, right? Like, like uh, I mean, I think it's, you can make a fair claim that it's the worst tribe in Survivor history. Oh, for four. Um, zero for four, yeah. And then it's like, I mean, in some ways it's like zero for eight because, like, they had, like, two shots to win at every, at every contest. Um, anyway, what did you think of this? So, Mike, I'm curious what you thought about the split. Do you think it's, like, unfair? I mean, it's, like, 50-50 chance one of you guys is going to get this, like, Greek god, and the other of you gets, like, this garden gnome. You know, like, one tribe is getting screwed at, at, this, uh, <laughs> at, this, at this swap. It's not like, and Calabal's been dominating, and now they're just, like, they're done. <laughs> well, Stephen, you have very high praise on Malcolm uh, this week. Uh, I, maybe well, I... <laughs> maybe i i don't have the same low opinion of denise that you do i mean i look at it like yes malcolm is is perhaps uh one of the strongest men in the game if not the strongest uh male player in the game but uh, i would still say denise is the strongest female player in the game most likely maybe rc i mean rc did very well in that other challenge that you know maybe they're a one two so it's not like they're getting malcolm and you're getting me on your tribe or you're getting, you know, uh, somebody who's just going to be, you know, drag the team down. She comes onto that tribe and instantly is, you know, the the best woman that they have and the fourth best tri- uh, challenge competitor that they have on their tribe. So I didn't think that Denise was chopped liver. No, I don't think she's chopped liver by any means. But you look at Malcolm, he's got to be one of the best physical, overall physical competitors the game's ever seen. I mean... He's, you know, six foot nine and like weighs 300 Whoa. pounds of abs. Steven's you know, like, uh, heaping hyperboles all over Malcolm this evening. I'm very excited about them. No, I think <laughs> you see them together and like Malcolm and Denise, it looks like it looks like a caricature. You know, it looks like the forced perspective from the Lord of the Rings movie where Gandalf is next to the hobbits. You know, like <laughs> he's just like towering over her. And, I, you know, regardless of how good Denise is, I just think Malcolm is always going, you know, it's just, like, not fair to, like, for that to be the split. You had two relatively equal tribes in Calabon and Tandang, and now, like, there's just a huge divergent, you know. Yeah. How about this? Would, would it have been more fair for you if they said, okay, Malcolm and Denise, you're going to sit out. The winner of this challenge picks who they want to be on their tribe. Would you have preferred that? 
That's great. That's a really good suggestion. I think that would have been a really fair solution to it. You know, they're like, part of the reward. Be, like that to be one of the rewards is try pick, rather than it being like totally random. Yeah, and one tribe is getting screwed for no reason. Want to know what you're playing for? We've got cookies, oh, yeah. biscuits, tea, Malcolm, Denise. <laughs> All the fixins. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but you know, that being said, and, and who ended up winning the immunity challenge? So the Yellow Tribe ended up winning. They ended up picking Malcolm anyway. So, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Did you like that challenge, by the way? Yeah, but I like both challenges. I thought they were both great. I thought the reward challenge was great for a reward challenge. It was like, you know, a game of like, Sun agility, you know, scoop and amazing reinvention of the whole game. I thought that was phenomenal. Yeah, brilliant. And the immunity challenge was great. Yeah. Is the move just to take the thing and throw it as high up in the air as you can, and then you have about three seconds to knock the other person's thing down? Yeah, I was that no one re- I mean, they kind of adopted the move after Scoopin did it, but no one like really embraced it like Scoopin did. Just like, yeah, like pick it, pick it up, toss it in the air, and like tackle your opponent. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What do we call that? Like, is that like the pizza making move where you throw the thing up in the air and then uh, spin around in a circle? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I like that. That was very good. A little bit uh, of a challenge. It's like every challenge that they do on the show is usually like derivative of something. But I feel like this was sort of an original idea that they had with that reward challenge tonight. All season long, they've had like decently original uh, challenges. Like, I I mean, I've been pretty impressed with with all the challenges this season. It's been really exciting. I feel like Kerhoffer's hitting a new creative high. (laughs) Yeah. Joshua Spaulding wants to know, uh, is it really fair that they only have cookies after Angie is go is voted out? Well, was that fair? Did she feel bad for her? Well, the production took notes. Like, what would make this, you know, what would make this experience better? Cookies? Okay, we'll give you cookies. You know, Good. it sucks that she wasn't around for him, but it shows that they're willing to learn. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Uh so then we have Malcolm goes over to Tan Dang and immediately all sides are trying to get him on, on there uh, to vote with them. Uh, Malcolm has got to go from, like, really from the outhouse to the penthouse in terms of, you know, where he is strategically uh, in this game now. Did you feel like there was a TV show title that might somehow encapsulate Malcolm's position <laughs> in the Tandang tribe? We already used that a couple of weeks ago when when it was between voting off Angie and voting off uh, Russell Swan, right? Should be the title of every like that or Swan Dive. Every, every, uh, yeah, yeah. Stephen, what do you think strategically? Uh, Pete comes over, tells Malcolm he has the idol. Uh, did, did you like that move? Is that fishy worthy? No, no it's horrible, right? You know, you want to. I mean, you see the such a great dichotomy between Malcolm and Pete, right? Like Malcolm isn't saying anything, and then Pete is saying everything, and Pete is theoretically in the position of power here. He, you know, he's got the numbers regardless of what Malcolm does. So, like, you'd think that Pete would be acting. I mean, what did, what did you think, Rob? Like, I, I'm kind of divided about this because my feeling generally is that it's a classic mistake when tribes get new members and, you know, they adopt them, they embrace them when they should be voting them out. Um, and, you know, to me, though, voting out, you know, keeping Denise makes sense for Calabaw in a way that keeping Malcolm does not make sense for Tan Tandang. What do you think about that well, I think the difference here is that Calabaw feels more like a cohesive unit, whereas I think over on Tandang, everybody is already playing the individual game of who are the people that are good for me. Like Pete's not saying, uh, hey, 
uh, I want to do what's going to be best for the tribe, bro. Uh, I'm not, I want to do what's going to be best to keep my strongest group of people moving forward, bro. Uh, he's saying, oh, what's the best for me personally? I want to get out Mike's scoop in. He's annoying. I want to I take him out of the game. We're over as on Calabaw. They're saying, okay, let's keep... Denise wasn't with us to start, but she makes this tribe stronger, and we need to win the challenges. So I think that... Uh, in the history of the game, I think that the Calabaw tribe has the right idea more so than the people playing the individual game pre-merge. Uh, I hope I hope you're not getting uh, texted by Pete as we're uh, talking about his strategy. Um, I mean, I think that's a great to some degree personally someone, you know, Those were like these people are so focused on their tribes' internal politics that they like they don't think like about getting rid of the stranger danger, right? Like you know, you know, Malcolm has ties to Denise. You don't know what ties Denise is going to make over on Calabal. So like, you have an opportunity to keep your numbers strong. You know, you might not like Mike Scoobin, but you know Mike Scoobin. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Scoobin knows you. And it's like, you know, the, the enemy you know versus the enemy you don't. You know, you're, you're welcoming this snake uh, just because he's got great abs. You know, so that's that's what it comes down to on, on Pandang. Who has yeah. the best abs? I feel like, uh, let's, let's see how many, t- take a shot every time Steven says abs tonight. Uh, but I feel like we need to look no further than your season uh, uh, in Token Sheens to take a look at, you know, here comes, uh, you know, the uh, the other tri- the other coaches tribe. And now here comes Steven and uh, and JT and you guys show up and they're a tribe divided. And coach says, hey, uh, you know, Steven, JT, you're going to come with me. We're going to be this new tribe. We're going to get rid of I hate this other guy. I'm going to get rid of him. He's got he's all he's talking about granola all the time. We're going to get rid of him. Uh, and so, and, and sure enough, what happens? That tribe all fizzles out, and then you guys are the only people left standing. Don't be surprised if the same thing happens where Malcolm is left standing, and the rest of Tan Dang all goes after each other. I think it's a huge disadvantage for a tribe uh, in Survivor, you know, as it exists now, to be so physically dominant. I just think people get so trapped in their issues and the narratives and their vendettas that they demonize each other, and then when you know, not having an opportunity to sort out your tribe's issues in tribal council, I think is, is, you know, can be really detrimental to a tribe. And I'm not sure if there are any tribes in recent survivor memory that were, I guess, I guess the, you know, I don't know, that were like really physically dominant throughout and then um, were able to stay together afterwards. I, I think that it can and be, you know, Karor is the last example I can think of in Palau. Um, and that was, you know, generations ago. So I, I just think that like it's it's a really chal- it's a it's a big challenge now and like if I was a survivor now I would like throw all of the challenges like keep my four strong throw everything and go into the merge like wanting the other tribe to have never been to tribal council because I know that they're going to be so pissed off at each other yeah right you know I mean that's what I would do well I think Survivor Samoa is a great example of that where they merge uh, eight to four with. Uh, there was, what, eight Galoo and four Foa Foa, and, uh, and lo and behold, the final four people left in the game 
uh, end up. It was a final four. Maybe, maybe uh, that Brett was in there. I don't remember, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, you know, they, I think Jason was fourth. He might have been fifth, and Shambo was fourth. But I don't. I mean, I think no. Shambo was gone before. Oh, no, but again, yeah, Brett Brett. Immunity. Yeah, t-shirt guy. Um. So that that being said, uh, let let's talk a little bit about these uh two women that we lost tonight. I personally, I got to be honest. I don't normally love it when they do the double elimination episode of Survivor. I liked it here, Stephen. I liked it here. Hear me out. Um. Well, you know, I've said about this season, I made the analogy of that we're in the very nice restaurant, we're sitting down, there's some bread at the table, but we're really, we're just trying to order, we want to really, we want to get to the good stuff, maybe we've ordered, but the food is, where is this waiter, where is he, where is he, did we, and it's just, we're waiting for the good stuff, uh, now, uh, we had four straight weeks over at Matt Singh, which was going nowhere, now, this week, we finally get to see a Calabaw Tribal Council, but we're just getting, kind of getting rid of some of the people that we don't really, haven't really come to care about. And if we can get rid of two of those people, we got rid of two birds with one stone this week, where now we're, now we're getting down to everybody that we were interested in, that we really have cared about their story, is all still in the game. And they, like... Let's just say hypothetically next week there was another double double elimination and we got and and Carter went out and Artis or something like that. Yeah. Uh I mean yeah. now we're really we we really know all the people that are pretty much left in the game. So I'm excited. But don't you think that's a function of editing? Like shouldn't we I, mean, I feel like Dana is is a great example of a, of a strong character, you know, great like tough woman, you know, great to all girl, you know, got a lot of see. She speaks in sound bites, and we just never learn anything about her, right? Like she goes out because of a medevac, or she kind of quits. Um, and so, like, she could have been a good character. We just weren't like gifted with enough Dana to really like believe it. Yeah, uh, I don't know where you're getting the that she's a good character. I mean, I guess there's potential that she could have been a good character, but just going by what's on the screen again, I don't know Dana. I don't have any personal feelings? about Dana. All I know is what I saw on television. I never saw anything to make me say, hey, that was a good character. Hey, we we missed out that uh, she had something. I mean, we watched the pre-interviews. I was not, it was not, I feel like Dawson, if anything, had a little more of a spark that we didn't get to see. Definitely. Okay. I, I want to talk about this question. Michael, will, will Dana be a quitter? I, I kind of think that uh, the question is, will Dana go down in Survivor history books as a quitter? Or will she get an exception and get an asterisk next to her name? I kind of think she quit, right? If you're not being pulled from the game. Like, like compared to Nayanka and Purple Kelly in Nicaragua, like, they were physically uncomfortable. Like, maybe they weren't, like, sick, but they were, like, miserable, and they quit as a result. And that's basically what Dana's doing. Steven, I will make a call on this. This is the Survivor know-it-alls. If people come looking for us, and they want us to answer these questions because we know everything about Survivor, and the answer yeah. is... That Dana quit the game. Dana quit. That's it. We've just we have decided she is a quitter. That that was a quit from Survivor. Jeff Probst said, uh, "When uh, and who is this new doctor? Did we get a new doctor on Survivor this season?" Yeah, it was like a real. Is he just who they had on staff? Like, did they give like an intern a robe or something? You, <laughs> our other doctors. You know, he did use that. the word tummy, so we have our suspicions that this may not have been a real medical doctor. Uh, but he said, uh, "No, she's good. Play on. <laughs> Go back to back to work." Uh, so, 
Uh, she, they said, I mean, it's the first time I ever think that I've seen medical come out and say, uh, no, she's good to go. She's good. <laughs> really, uh, seems like she's got a tummy ache. Right. Or like he maybe wasn't need to be pulled from the game. And so maybe, maybe they fired the last team of doctors and wanted like a more rigorous team of doctors. Yeah. It may have just been an acute case, Stephen, of the crybabyitis, which does strike survivors uh, from time to time. Right. And speaking of speaking of crybabyitis, uh, we are going to speak tomorrow. Uh, we are going to uh, hear from the, the uh, an authority on the subject. That's right. We have a very big podcast coming up, Stephen. Boston Rob Mariano, four-time survivor legend, joins us here on Rob has a podcast to talk about Survivor. And I'm glad that, you know, this wasn't like the best episode. There's not a million things to go through on this episode. So we'll touch on this episode. I'll cer- we'll certainly ask Boston Rob, uh, the, somebody who was almost medevaced out of the Heroes versus Villains, ask him about that, ask him about Three Tribes, uh, ask, ask him if, uh, if his wife, Amber, has any thoughts about seeing her uh, season mate, Mike Scoopin, back on the show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots, you know, if there's a few ties to the season, but basically we are going to go through it all. If you didn't know, Boston Rob coming to Rob has a podcast tomorrow. Uh, so we're all, we're all very excited about that. But Steven, uh, yes, B R H A P. I'm sure you'll talk about it some other location. All right. Seems like we need to show from uh, Jose wants to know, what do you guys think of Probst harping on how terrible Katie was? I think he was pushing it. Now, Stephen, you know, when they do Survivor, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this. There are things that Jeff Probst says out there in the bush uh, that you see him like when he says, Boston Rob is literally carrying his family on his back. Uh, things, things like that. Now, other times after the show is over, Jeff goes, you know, they do some, uh, they call it uh, ADR where basically he records some audio after the fact and, and puts it in. Um, it seems, though, that like this was happening in the moment where Jeff Probst was keying on, Katie is blowing it! Katie has cost her team this challenge! I didn't think she did anything that was that bad. No question, and that like, merited a, uh, you know, maybe a call-out. But the fact that like, throughout the competition... They were, he was anyway, like, the old season, they're still behind. It's because of Katie. It, it, was, it was definitely over the top. I mean, you know, and Jeff said a lot when you're out there, right? Like, he's calling out everybody. I mean, you know, that doesn't make air. Um, I, you know, I was called out all the time. Um, and, and, like, the fact that this did make air, you know, I mean, as you know, I like to talk about the editing. Like, it just seemed like, you know, usually that's in there when someone loses or when someone's voted out, right? Like, then the edit includes those remarks to show you what the person did wrong to get voted out. It was, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. She didn't go home and she was, uh, you know, pretty, I feel like she's not long for this game. Yeah. The only reason I mentioned that, did, did they go back and put this in after the fact? Because it was such a close competition, but it seemed like Jeff was on it from the get-go. And now maybe it was because it was such a close competition, but I mean that for Jeff to know this competition was going to be like a, a photo finish. And it's like, Oh, that's right. the challenge. Katie held them back. Like, how did he know it was going to be so close? Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredibly close. Um, it's like just so remarkable. That weird shot of Dawson, like, 
what, what exactly was she doing there? That was like pure panic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seemed worse to me than Katie's bad running. Cause like Katie was just like physically unable, but Dawson was like freaking out. Yeah. So, and then Dawson ends up being the one to go home. I was a little surprised. I thought after all of how heavy handed we were at the challenge with how she blew it, I thought she was going home for sure. But then out comes Dawson with her passive aggressive remarks towards uh, Jeff Kent, which were hilarious. I was, I was cracking up where she says, uh, yeah, I'd really like to date an athlete, you know, like a football player or a basketball player or a golf player. Or a swimmer, or uh, a uh, you know a miniature golf player, or not a baseball player, <laughs> anything but a baseball player. <laughs> Jeff Kent's like Dawson. No, I was just saying, like, isn't that bad gameplay? Like, I, you know, as a super fan, like, I'm sure she thought it was funny, but like, she's antagonizing her one of her tribe mates, and in some ways, the reason she was voted out was because of Jeff Kent, like. Penner kind of wanted um, Katie to go. And, like, you know, Jeff Kent was like, I think we should get rid of Dawson. You know, like, and Penner didn't really care one way or the other. So, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, that, that might have cost her the game. Yeah, bad move by uh, right there. Especially, no, she had to have known she was in a bad spot. But why didn't she try to leverage any of this information? Why not take Penner aside and say, uh, hey, Penner, let me tell you about uh, Jeff Kent. I think he's got a history. I think he's got some backstory here. Uh, who knows if Carter would care, you know, but may, you know, maybe pull, De- pull Denise in. But I feel like, doesn't that the move to go and talk to Penner? Well, it seems like she was just so out of the loop of her tribe. And even Katie, who, you know, was all alliance, voted against her this week. So I think that, like, you know, she just didn't have her finger on the pulse at all. Like, she, she was totally missed it. She believed everything had Denise. And, um, that's it. yeah, you like that? To bring a is over the show? Yeah. And, uh, yes, uh, did you watch our Dan Geesling podcast yesterday, Stephen? No, is that- I didn't watch it. He's great. I'm yeah. so inspired by him. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's funny. You just, uh, you know, in... In talking with uh, Boston Rob this week to get ready for the podcast, I had asked him about, uh, he, had, he had said to me, uh, you know, I watched Big Brother this season. And he had some thoughts about Dan Geesling's game, which maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll talk about tomorrow. But yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, very, yeah, very surreal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he did this season. Uh, Snide Snidington has a, a debate question for us, Stephen. Are you are you ready to debate? I'm always ready. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Debate debate round number one. We flipped. We fl- well now. Don't be like don't be like Mitt Romney. And then after your time is up, just keep talking. Okay. Okay. All right. But someone, who's <laughs> going to give us time? Uh, just if you look up in the upper left hand corner that you'll see a timer up there for spreecast uh, at this point we are 27 minutes and 35 seconds into the spreecast do you see that timer up there steven I, I don't, i'm not a producer i think i think after my screwing up oh yeah we didn't we don't let you be a producer anymore all right so i'll i'll keep i'll keep time on this we'll keep time on this all right here we go debate <laughs> debate question number one uh and we'll let you go first steven uh, from Snide Snidington, our, our former moderator, he wants to know, should Dawson have threatened Jeff Kent with her information, at, or would that have been too aggressive, Stephen? All right, you ready? Rough. Dawson definitely should not have confronted Jeff Kent 
information. It's very dangerous. And by, by confronting him, she's giving him all power. She can't. You know, and can't deal with it. Uh, you know, she's, she's using that information for herself, or even just to like use it with Jeff Kent. You know, threatening. You never want to threaten anybody. So I'm going to say, yeah. You know, she could have talked to Jeff Kent and said, "Hey, I know this is who you are, and I want to work with you because you're a great actor." Yeah. So, all right. That's... Uh, Stephen, are you are you advocating? the position that got her voted out of this game i mean what that are you saying that she should have stayed the course here it got her voted out so anything that she could have done would have been better than what she did uh what if she would have went to jeff kent and said hey jeff kent i'm gonna blow up your spot here unless unless you keep me who knows maybe that would have worked maybe jeff kent negotiates with terrorists who knows but it would have worked better than what she did how about that, Stephen? Well, I, I heard about half of what you said, uh, but I disagree <laughs> with all of it. Uh, okay. You know, Fair uh, that's just insane. That's just like the, the mind of a very, <laughs> very sane. And uh, I think obviously you got voted out of Survivor. I mean, the right move is to, you know, to go to Jeff Kent and go like, blah, 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 you know, and running around confronting people. The move is to make alliances, not to you know, win yeah. in enemies. Yeah, through, fair uh, enough. Through being aggressive. Yeah, we 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 both agree it was probably not the right move. I think it couldn't have been worse than what she did, which was nothing. But uh, I think that maybe the right move was uh, you know this talk to Penner. Question. Yeah. This, this <laughs> uh, question is very difficult to say. Should she have blown Nine. up? Yeah, should she have blown up Jeff Kent's spot at Tribal Council after the votes were read? How about that as a threat? How about hey Jeff Kent, just so you know. If you if I'm the one voted out, I will stand up in front of everybody and say, Jeff Kent, you are a baseball player. You made millions of dollars. You're a former Major League Baseball MVP, and uh, you I've I've I have photos of you uh, with a woman that's not your wife, uh, or what? You know, at that point, she could go on from there. Uh, <laughs> how about that? I, 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 I also yeah, I agree. That was the, I was actually kind of shocked that she didn't make it ever. Right? Yeah. She had eleven days to talk to Kent and say, you know, hey, I know who you are. I'm not going to out you, but like, don't screw me over. Like, and it's such a great move for her to like just be like, you know, to say it in a non-confrontational way, and then incentivize him to keep her. And then, and then I feel like that kind of thing would make the difference. You know, in a situation like this, where they're deciding between Katie and Dawson, and they don't really care either way, Jeff Kent's going to argue about Katie. Okay, sounds good. Uh, do, yeah. uh, what else you got, Jessica Frey? There's got to be a better uh, question Nick, than that. Nick Nasty wants to know, is, is Abby no. Marie... No, she's, she's, she is not the new Courtney Yates of sitting out challenges. Jeff seemed to harp on that, too. Jeff, why don't you change the rules if you're not happy? Yeah, like I thought that. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't let people sit sit out back to back challenges. It seems like a pretty easy solution for that. Yeah, Tony wants to know: w- uh, Would it be a nice move for Malcolm to convince Pete that the others are plotting against him to gain another idol and get rid of Pete? Uh, let me see if I can follow that that logic one more time. Would it be a nice move for Malcolm to convince Pete 
that the others are plotting against him to gain another idol and get rid of Pete. Like, that, the idea would be that Pete would play the idol. I, too, too complicated of an idea. Out, for it's a, we, yeah. Too, I don't know. I think it's a little, uh, it's a, it's a little too complicated. It's gonna work either. Pete knows this tribe, you know, like maybe at the merge or something, but it's like a bad play. Yeah. Carlos says, Why didn't Jeff lay into Dana like he did with Austin in Pearl Islands for quitting? Well, I don't think Austin was sick and had to be, you know, visited by medical. I don't think we have a precedent for this where a survivor, usually what happened, the scenario is a survivor comes down with something. Then they bring in medical, and the and the medical says, uh, "All right, we're gonna have to pull them from the game. They're they're, they're really they're, if they stay in the game, they're going to die." And then uh, they say, "No, no, I need, I gotta stay in the game. I was gonna win." And they say, uh, "And Jeff's like, sorry, hey, you gotta go." Uh, this was like the opposite. Medical was like, uh, "All right, looks good to go to me. That's uh, you know, take two aspirin and call me in the morning." And uh, the, the, she's like, "Ah, I don't think so." <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I understand she's obviously miserable, right? And, and in some ways, like probably these symptoms are a little bit psychosomatic too, right? She's probably like got some kind of you know stomach pain, and then it's become like horrible because like everything else is horrible for her right now. Yeah. Um, so Jeff is probably a little bit of a misogynist, right? Like he probably like, and, and that has its good sides too in terms of, of uh, treating him like uh, with dealt with kid gloves. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of? <laughs> what'd you think of? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, what'd you think of Penner's uh, solutions to this problem that Dana was having? What What, what do you say? Is yeah. like, why don't Why don't you, you know get na- <laughs> get naked, get under the blanket, and then I'll keep you warm with my body? What What was that, Penner? Yeah. Um. That- <laughs> want her naked in a bag on his lap you know who doesn't want a naked girl in a bag on their lap you know that's the dream yeah that was i was like what what's that don't you get naked get under that blanket and then i'll keep i'll keep you get out of those wet clothes get naked then crawl on my lap oh my god better jesus uh that's great um i'm gonna i'm gonna use that long uh tell that to nicole later how about that yeah, and then you know, if she ever and then but then Penner, all yeah, also self-deprecated and called himself a big fat. There's something wrong with it. It's some, we're lagging horribly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that uh, we'll we'll work we'll we'll work it out, Stephen. Don't worry. Uh, Jennifer Altman wants to know how will it impact the game to have all three idols in play? Uh, have we ever seen a more crazy scenario? Three idols in play at once. As in three idols being played. I mean. It seems like, you know, crazy and crazy, but like practice every. I think the people who have the idols are like pretty, pretty cautious with them. Has one, Pete has one, and then um, Penner has the other. I feel like it's not going to be such like a, a walk around, you know, with like a Russell Hans kid. I mean, Penner could probably play an idol, right? Like, I get playing an idol. Um, I, I, don't, I feel like the other two aren't going to be super aggressive. I'm just going to see it more, you know, something to hold back. Okay. Uh, was there anything else from tonight's episode that you want to touch on uh, before we start to wrap this up here on our Survivor Know-It-Alls? 
Uh, no, I'm 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 good. I feel like we talked about a lot today, Rob. This was a real a real good you know productive conversation with that. Yeah, uh, Rob has a bastard. Wants to? Are we going to get any more banter between Penner and Jeff this season? He's getting impatient. I, I have a feeling there will be some more banter between Penner and Kent. I have uh, Penner and, and Jeff Probst, not Jeff Kent. Excuse me. I think I think right. So, like you know, we've seen just so little of those two of Calabaw just because they've gotten short trip in the editing. I think that uh, you know, coming up at the merge, right? Gotta gotta hope gonna be some lickiness. Okay, good stuff. Uh, yeah. Stephen Fishback, uh, he knows it all. Great, uh, great work as usual uh, this week, Stephen. Uh, anything uh, you, you want to? Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, anything you want to tell people about uh, your people dot com uh, article dropping? Uh, yeah, I got a blog on people.com tomorrow, so you know, check that out. We'll find out many of the things tonight. Yeah, who will yeah. find out who won the fishy? Uh, a very, very good stuff, Stephen. And uh, yeah, thanks as always. And uh, we'll we will see you next week. Yeah, thank you, Rob. This was fun. Okay, good stuff, Stephen. Thank you. Take care, buddy. All right, bye. All right, everybody. That was Stephen Survivor Know It All, Stephen Fishback. And uh, that's gonna it's gonna just about uh, wrap it up here for tonight. I want to tell you guys about a couple of things. I mentioned that tomorrow I will speak with Boston Rob, and it's gonna be a special podcast. So I, I'm glad we went. We spent a little more time talking through everything from here. We'll definitely get Boston Rob's take on what's going on in Survivor Philippines. But I really want to spend a lot of the show sort of going through everything from four seasons of Boston Rob. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open it up for questions uh, on Thursday afternoon on our Facebook fan page. So if you want to make sure that you like our page so you can ask questions, go to uh, Rob has a podcast, Rob has a com slash Facebook or uh, Facebook.com slash Rob has a podcast. Either one, either one. Uh, and go ahead and uh, check that out. Like our page, and uh, we'll start a thread. I anticipate you know a couple hundred questions there. We'll pick out some of the best and funniest ones to ask with Boston Rob tomorrow. And then uh, right after this, in a little bit, I'm going to be on uh, a thing called After Buzz TV, which is a uh, a website that they do uh, TV. Sh- they do live recaps after uh, TV shows, and uh, they do a Survivor recap, which is hosted by our friend Cha Cha. Uh, this is Christina Cha, and I will be uh, live in studio, and you can check that out tonight on uh, AfterBuzz.tv. Uh, no, not Taboo Buzzer, uh, AfterBuzz.tv, and you can see me live in studio. Uh, I'll be there uh, with Cha-Cha. I believe that uh, Kim Spradlin is calling in. Uh, a cast of thousands will be gathered there on live to talk about what is going on on uh, tonight's episode of survivor and then coming up later this week of course then we'll do a, an elimination podcast tomorrow talk to i'm i really i i don't often hope that it's two people on one phone call but the dawson dana phone call i think for the first time in the history of this podcast i think i could do both elimination interviews on one phone call i think 15 minutes with dana and dawson i think i could just about cover it so that's fine. We'll uh we'll see how they how CBS is going to do it tomorrow. And then later on this weekend, then we'll talk to Boston Rob on Thursday. That'll probably be up late Thursday night, early Friday morning. And then we have another podcast coming this weekend. Yes, uh this Saturday is going to be my birthday 
And so we have a special Rob Has a Birthday live show uh, that is going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, live. Uh, you would think, what? wow, but you know, uh, Rob Sesternino, he has a podcast, he has a website, he probably has a lot of really cool, uh, amazing friends, and has a lot of things to do on his birthday, and has parties to go to, and people want to hang out with him, and he has so many friends. Uh, believe it or not, folks, believe it or not, that's actually uh, not the case, and really nothing could be further from the truth. And so since Nicole is going to be uh, at a workshop on Saturday uh, doing some doing some uh, yoga mumbo jumbo, uh, I will have I'm going to be home and uh, time to podcast for a special Rob has a birthday podcast, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, so I, and I don't know. Here's what's going on with this. I, I made I'm making a spree cast. That's it. I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. The interns, uh, Jessica Frey and company, they are uh, setting it up. There will be surprise guests. I don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. Anybody could show up. Uh, maybe nobody will. That, could be a, that would be a surprise too. But that's going to be on the Rob Has a Birthday show uh, over on uh, Saturday. And uh, hey, it's my birthday, but you can get something for yourself. If you check out robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon, they've got everything you need, including everything for Halloween over at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to uh, support the podcast. And uh, don't forget our friends over at draftstreet.com as well. They've got lots of exciting fantasy football games. Yes, your fantasy team that you drafted might stink, but it's you could still play fantasy football this weekend. Uh, if you go to robhasawebsite.com slash draftstreet, sign up for an account on draftstreet. They'll give you a 40% bonus on your deposit when you sign up with promo code RHAP. And uh, let's see. Uh, are, you, are you guys in a hurry? You want to you wrap this up or do you want to hear from Survivor, Survivor Shannon? What do you say? What do you, what do you guys think? Real, real quick. Yes or no in the chat room? Up, up or down? Yes. Okay. Let's Okay. Real quick. Real quick, I gotta go. I gotta go see uh, Cha Cha. Let's let's bring let's bring in Survivor Shannon and see. Uh, okay, here here we go. Here's Survivor Shannon, who we haven't heard from. Hey, hey, what is that for? Come on, come on. That's for not. That's for not putting me on with Stephen. I want to give Stephen a hard time. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> Stephen's Stephen's a very busy man. He's got like uh, half an hour. He's got to get out of here. Got to write that people blog. Oh, what is it like? Two paragraphs long. I mean, my three year old <laughs> could write that shit. Oh, go come so on! What's up, man? I'm just, hey, I'm just glad, I'm just glad that Swan is out of the game. Why, why is that? Swan, the Swan flu and he's gone because he's he's horribly sucked, dude. They should have never brought him back. He he's pathetic. What, and what's up with uh? Everybody's got to agree. The Red Tribe has to be the ugliest tribe ever put together in the history of Survivor. Oh, Somebody why do you say that? that? And make it happen. <laughs> dude, Carter, what? aka Gonzo, is that a dude or a girl? What is he? And then what, Denise, I can't get it right yet. But Denise or Dennis, whatever she is, a dude or a chick, she she's been on the show. Is was she like the? Did Annie have an old lady like that on the show? Annie that looked like her that would wear <laughs> something on her head. I can't get what it show, yet. But I'm gonna Annie? figure it out. <laughs> what? What show, Annie? 
that old show Annie. You know what it, show Annie I'm talking about. But that <laughs> chick, Denise or Dennis, whatever it is, looks like that. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, yeah. I, what, you, you don't like Penner? No, I'm not a Penner fan. I like Scooping. Okay. What about I Jeff like Kent? Scoop. Do you like Jeff Kent? Um, I'm not really a big baseball fan, man. I'm, I'm not a big Kent fan. Uh, yeah. Dawson was boring. Um, I, I'm waiting for Malcolm to come around because supposedly he's this dynamic character, and I'm waiting for him to come around and see. It looks Steven talking shit in the chat room. You got my number, <laughs> Steven, you little punk. But uh, I'm sorry he was. I'm sorry he was podcasting from uh from freaking Antarctica and his shit kept freezing up. <laughs> but um, you know, down here in the south, it stays so hot that we don't we don't freeze up. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're calling you're calling right steven here. you're calling steven out for his internet yeah bring him up look how steven was looking <laughs> was talking down on us i mean he was looking at y'all like like y'all were some punks dude i mean i i couldn't believe it. i was like dude put your camera level what's wrong with you is that it's like his balls camera or something he keeps it down low and he looks down at it come on steven learn how to, get, how to use <laughs> i camera, think it's dude. i think it's in his laptop pick your laptop up put it on the <laughs> counter Podcast right, maybe, your knees. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, maybe you could give him some pointers for next uh, for next week. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I didn't know you were on the Geek Squad right. that you were helping people with their computers. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Anything I could do to help? Yeah. Hey, Jessica Frey is a very smart woman. Jessica Frey, and then you Rob, yeah, Rob's the boo buzzer. He's a smart, smart guy. Well. <laughs> oh wow! Heaping praise on the uh, Rob has a podcast regular Survivor Shannon as well. Look, I would really. I mean, uh, I heard Nicole for your birthday is going to come home and wear those yoga pants for us on the podcast. Whoa, wow! Uh, that's uh, that's news to me. We got to see, <laughs> see about that. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then uh, any other thoughts on this season, Shannon? Uh, no, I'm pulling for scooping. I like scooping. Uh. I like Malcolm. I think Malcolm's good. I'm just waiting for him to come around. Suppose he's an explosive player or whatever, and we're going to see a lot from him. But uh, but other than that, I'm, um, I don't know. Why, who you like? Uh, well, I like a lot of these people. I, you know, I'm happy that you know a lot of the people that we've been getting rid of have been a lot of the uh, boring people from this season. So I'm excited to uh, you know keep a lot of these interesting, interesting people in the game. So, yeah, I like Scoopin', I like Penner, uh, I'm interested by uh, Abby Maria, RC, and Pete, that whole thing. I like the chick from The Facts of Life. Did you watch The Facts of Life? Um, every now and again. I thought it was kind of weird that one dude would live with all kind of chicks, but, um, but dude, the Pete guy kills me. The Carter guy destroys me. <laughs> he's so horrible to look at. It's almost scary. I think he's got a, one crazy eye. It's weird. Who? <laughs> which uh, one? Oh, dude, Carter? Abby? Yeah, yeah, Carter. And Abby, did, I mean, has anybody gotten the close-up of Abby's teeth? Dude, they are freaking horrible, bro. Bad I mean, teeth. she is like, she says she's from, uh, obviously she's from another country, right? Most people from other countries got some badass teeth anyway. So she got some raw teeth, son. Ugh. And then she tells this chick not to play like a bitch, Dawson. Dude, you, Abby, you are a bitch. You're portrayed as a bitch. I mean, it's crazy, man. Crazy how they edit that stuff. And yeah, right. I, I did not like I did not like how Probes does that shit, how he's saying how bad Katie's doing. I mean, dude, just go ahead and just try to send her home. That's bullshit, man. That's that's bullshit. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. And then, uh, Shannon, who has who has better abs, you or Malcolm? Oh, me. Malcolm ain't got better abs than me. Malcolm don't even have a body, dude. 
Now, hey, Pete, Pete got some abs and uh, Carter got some abs, but what did they weigh, 45 pounds? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Look, Steven, Steven getting on, want me to prove it. He wants to see my abs. This is not chat man, roulette, Steven. Steven. My, hey, yeah. <laughs> Steven has felt my abs. He doesn't need to see them. He's felt them. Oh no. We were in, oh, we, no. Were in, we were in New York. We were in New York and Steven was doing body shots out of my belly button. That's how gay Steven is. That is. True? <laughs> is that true? True? Wow. That's true. Yeah, well, yep. he he does live in New York. So, uh there you have it. Yeah, All right. So right. Survivor right. Survivor Shannon. Uh well, yeah, good 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 spot. Thank you uh thank you so much and you take care, buddy. Hey, happy birthday, man. How hey, how All old right. are you? I I am going to be 34 years old, Shannon. Damn, bro. I'm old. But I'm I'm not like I'm not a grandfather like Willie Hans though. Well, Willie Willie was a grandfather, I think, in nineteen. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, he, yeah. he had three vasect he had three vasectomies by the time he was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right, later, y'all. <laughs> oh. Alright, so uh survivor shannon killing me tonight all right it's <laughs> good good stuff all right i gotta go gotta go over and uh see cha-cha you can see more of me after buzz.tv that's gonna start about uh, n- uh 9 p.m pacific time uh midnight on your east coast uh lots of fun tonight good stuff more fun coming tomorrow we've got these exit interviews with boston rob birthday podcast on uh saturday I know I'm forgetting much more, but uh, luckily we've got a lot more podcasts to get it all out. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. Bye.